Alrighty, good afternoon, everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Moving our way through the NFC North, and we've come to the Detroit Lions, where you know we really got to know this team last year as they were the hard knock team. Dan Campbell, quite the character as a head coach. Uh, the hype train is fully out of the station at this point in time. The Detroit Lions will be on opening night. Uh, visiting the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions. And it uh, seems like everybody and their brother uh, it realizes that the Detroit Lions finished 8-2, and two, and they knocked Aaron Rodgers' Green Bay Packers out of the playoffs in that last game in Lambeau Field. Was. Yeah, there is really a lot of momentum for the Lions this year. I have a little bit of a different, different view. I think, like, they were kind of, like, underrated going into last season. You saw how hard they were playing for Dan Campbell. I think there's a little bit of an overreaction with their odds, and now I see them as the team that people are projecting most likely to play against the Eagles in the NFC Championship. I'm just not going that far. Um, there's some questions about this team, mainly with their defense. But let's get to Jared Goff, who <laughs> – Caused you and I a lot of frustrations when we had him when uh, yes. a few years ago when he was with the, with the Rams, and uh, it was difficult. But he's turned things around, and he, he, it's, it's a perfect fit. And the way I would describe Jared Goff in terms of fantasy football is he is the quintessential number two quarterback. Like, if you're in a super flex league, he's gold to have as your second quarterback. If you're in a league where you start one and you're drafting two quarterbacks and having, you know, just to have a second guy, he is perfect for that spot. He's a guy that is going to put up big numbers. He's the type of guy that you actually could start as your quarterback one if you think your quarterback one has difficult matchups. And if something was to happen to your quarterback one in terms of injuries, you would feel very, very confident. So while I don't think I have him inside my top 10 or 12 at quarterback, he's not far behind, and he's the perfect number two to exploit matchups and to be a quality player if something were to happen to your other quarterback. So that's my view of Jared Goff. How about you? Uh, I love everything you said. Uh, I, I agree with it. Uh, I'll give you one, another awesome one, Wiz, from a fantasy perspective. You know I love the weather late in the season. Uh, Jared Goff, statistically, first of all, he was terrific at the end of the year. One pick in his last nine games last year. Uh, you know, he finished 29, 29 uh, touchdowns and seven interceptions. Uh, he was the most effective red zone scorer, uh, this, this offense. This offense was a top 10 offense. So Jared Goff had it rolling last year, Was and the great part is, was this year, seven of his final nine games, indoors, in a dome. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I really like that. I think your point about a number two quarterback is, is excellent. Uh, him and Ben Johnson, uh, the offensive coordinator, have definitely gotten on the right page here. You know, they've got weapons on this team. Uh, they've, added, they've tried to add some new people. Uh, there are some people that have left, like Deuce Staley, who was a big leader in the, lock, in the locker room. He was the running back coach. He's gone. But Jared Goff really proved himself last year. I know they drafted Hendon Hooker. Like, I get it. Hendon Hooker's not touching the field this year. Sudfeld's going to back up Goff. But Goff really had an outstanding year. He overachieved. And last year, he was, he was a big part of the reason why this team was 8-2 and two to finish it out. Yeah, like you said, um, making very good points about the conditions of where he's going to be throwing. And, you know, you get to those games where it really matters, whether it's the end of the season of your regular season league 
or the playoffs, you don't want to be having to have a quarterback playing when you read to get up in that report on Sunday morning, 30 mile an hour gusting wind. So being able to play in warm weather in that cushy dome um, adds certainly to the um, intrigue of drafting Jared Goff on your team. Once in a while, too, Wiz, he'll stick his nose in the end zone on a sneak as well. Yeah, yeah, there's no, you, you, you really turn, you turn, you and Jared Graff oh, yeah. turn things around together. You you guys had a terrible relationship, but you guys are, are much closer now. There's no question about that. Well, I mean, it was a disaster after that Super Bowl yeah. loss, right? I mean, it was, yeah, it, it really like, was. We, we were watching it. We didn't know where we were throwing the ball. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. Um, I like these two players a lot. And the only thing that could be holding either player from being um, in that running back one category or close to it is each other. Um, but, you know, what's interesting about Jameer Gibbs is while he's perceived as an elite pass catcher, and he's a very, very good one, he can run in between the tackles. And while David Montgomery is going to be perceived to be the goal line back and the guy that's going to run inside the, in, in, in between the tackles, he could catch the ball. So they both kind of have similar skill sets where they both can run in between the tackles, they both can catch the ball. I'm very interested in not only your rankings on these two players, but who you have above the other guy because you could look at it and, you know, you could say in PPR leagues, Jamar Gibbs is going to catch a lot of passes, but then you start thinking about who's going to get the goal line touches and it's more likely to be Montgomery. I like both these players. I have Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery in running back two range, somewhere between 20 and 25 or maybe 17 and 25, somewhere around that range. How do you rank these two players? And I'm interested in seeing who you uh, have above the other. Yeah, so, I mean, it's hard to not realize last year how much – Jamal Williams was a massive part of this team last year, both in the locker room and on the field, a veteran leader, over a 1,000-yard rusher, you know, four yards a carry, okay, but 17 touchdowns last year. I mean, that is a big, big number. Uh, we've talked a lot about repeating that performance. Uh, they, didn't, they decided not to pay him. He moved on to the Saints. I think David Montgomery, quite frankly, will, will get more of those goal line carries. That's kind of my belief. But, you know, you talked about Gibbs, and he is an electric receiver, and he's fast, 4.36 at the, at the combine. Uh, we've seen his prowess as a receiver in college. I got it neck and neck, Wiz, because I have I, I, I think Montgomery, to your point, can also catch the football. So that was not the case so much. Jamal Williams was less of a pass catcher. So I think it's really, really close. I think most people have Gibbs ahead of Montgomery. I, I think, at least that's my opinion, but I think Montgomery at the end of the year could actually outperform. And so where do you have them, both in the running back two range? Yeah, I would agree with that, 100%. Yep. Running back two for right, each. Anything for, else about running back before we uh, get to you got, uh, Craig Reynolds is a guy they really like. And so if there was an opportunity, Justin Jackson, formerly uh, Austin Eckler's kind of handcuff, I guess. He didn't play last year, uh, but he's been re-signed by the Lions. Uh, has the ability to catch the ball. Not a bad player. Uh, those are the two guys, uh, if something would happen to one of these guys, that would step up in a more prominent role. They, they, the, the Lions like Reynolds. They do like Reynolds. With. So if something would happen to one of these two guys, I, I think – that's a player that would jump out on waiver wires very quickly. Yeah, you always have to look at the depth chart. And Justin Jackson is a good player, too. I mean, they're, they're just good players in that running back room. But you have to think at the very, very top of that room is going to be uh, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. 
And uh, Amon Ross St. Brown uh, is just a pass-catching machine. Um, he is certainly inside the top 10 at wide receiver in all formats. I believe you had said at some point that you think he's going to lead the NFL in receptions. Um, that I wouldn't be shocked at all if that happened. I mean, he's certainly going to be up there uh, for his fantasy purposes. I, I have to feel like Jameson Williams being out is going to help him. He's just going to get so many balls thrown his way, you have to believe. So, um, Jameson Williams is an interesting story to me. I mean, you know, he misses the year last year, comes back at the end of the year, you know, plays a, a handful of plays in the last few games, then there's high expectations for this year, and then he gets caught with the, with the gambling and, um, you know, at team facilities, betting on other sports, cost him is going to cost him the first six games of the year. The guy hasn't played since a down, really, since college. And it, a part of me thinks that in redraft leagues, it's going to be just a wasted, washed season for Jamison Williams, who's going to come back for the last 10 games, but he's got to get acclimated to the NFL. He's got to get his endurance up. He's got to, you know, get ready for NFL type football. I mean, am I, where are you in terms of can Jameson Williams be a productive player and help people win their fantasy leagues down the stretch after really essentially missing a full year of the NFL and a half a year of this year. Yeah, I know he was an exciting player in college, and we saw him on that busted play, right? He had a 40-yard touchdown. There was another play late in the season uh, which got called back where he scored on a long touchdown. I'm in agreement with you. Like, I've got my partner in in a league that's like, oh, let's let's stockpile Jamison Williams for later. I'm not in that same camp. I'm just not. Um, I'm skeptical of the player. First of all, complete knucklehead doing what he did. The rules are very clear what NFL players can do. Uh, so unfortunate, but yeah, I think it's going to cost him. And, you know, maybe here or there he'll make a noise at the end of the year. But at the end of the day, uh, this is the St. Brown show. Uh, the sun god, uh, as he's known, because um, that's what his name means. Uh, his father was a former uh, Mr. Universe. He has done, intent- he's a very, very strong guy. Wiz, let me just tell you his stats in the last 20 games. 152 catches, 1,700 receiving yards, 160 rushing yards, and eight total touchdowns. That is, again, the touchdowns on the low side, but the catches, wow. Um, and he's, you know, he's making, he's got, he's got the nose for the first down marker. He's making the difficult throw. Goff loves him. Nobody was close in targets on his team. So he's going to be the guy. They brought Marvin Jones back to Detroit. He's 33 years old. He'll add some veteranship and help out with Williams out in the first six games for certain. I think Jerry Reynolds is a guy that benefits with uh, Williams being out because Goff is very familiar with this player. And when he had the opportunity last year at the start of the year, Reynolds was actually uh, a key cog for fantasy at the start of the year. He tailed off in the second half. And Khalif Raymond last year was caught 47 balls. He kind of plays that kind of scat role in this offense, and I, I think he'll still do the same thing. With so not play, you know, he's like a supreme flex guy for sure. I think Reynolds has some appeal early in the season, though, uh, behind uh, behind St. Brown, with the fact that Williams will be missing six games. So how high up on the wide receiver one rankings is Amon St. Brown in your book? Is he in top 
six is he in that top group of 12? Yeah, top top seven for me. Top seven for me. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and someone's going to have to produce outside of Monterey Brown at, at, uh, at the wide receiver spot for at least the first six, seven games, um, and probably beyond that. Um, Sam Reporter is an intriguing tight end, and with uh, the situation questionable at the other wide receiver spot for the Lions, he has a chance. Um, I'm always a little dubious about rookie tight ends having big, big years, but I think something like, you know, 60 catches, um, 600 yards is in his range of outcome. I don't mind leaving drafts where, you know, you have two tight ends that you need to draft as my second tight end, considering that there is upside there. What's your view on Laporta? Yeah, upside for sure, especially everything we just talked about with Williams being out. And there's not, you know, it's not clear cut, you know, who the second banana is going to be. At the receiver position, this is a player that caught over 50 balls in the last two years of his college career. He comes from tight end U, uh, which you have to be intrigued by that. Uh, he's got some wheels on him. And, uh, yeah, there's a couple of interesting rookie tight ends. We'll get to the Packers next that, that I, I think could make some more noise than uh, people realize this upcoming season. The door will be open for Laporta. It looks like he's getting, you know, first shot at the job at this point in time. Uh, yeah. The kid Zilstra, who was there last year with that three touchdown game, he he wrecked his leg. He got cut. Uh, Mitchell and Wright are backing uh, backing up uh, Laporta, but but Laporta is going to be getting every opportunity to start. And Riley Patterson, um, in a, in, a, in a in a good offense, in a, in a, in a place where it's uh, conducive for um, long field goals. I don't mind, you know, Riley Patterson, uh, whether you view him as, a, as one of the top 10 or 12 kickers in the league or more of a streaming option. Um, but I, I can see a case made for either of those two options. Uh, and I, the Lions, I think, along with the Vikings, are one of the 10 worst defenses in football. So I have no interest in them. But uh, talk a little bit about Patterson. Oh, they certainly had the they certainly had the Packers number last year, Wiz. Right? <laughs> I mean, on defense uh, in the second half, Wiz Aaron Glenn turned around this defense stuff. Right? Hutchinson was making big plays. Uh, the kid Rodriguez, you know, got better and better. They drafted Spillman this year. They've tried to get better in in the in the secondary. Right? With Chauncey Chauncey uh, C J Gardner Johnson uh, Mosley. Uh, they brought somebody else over too. I thought. Uh, there's a couple of secondary guys that they brought over. I, I think they'll be better on defense. I think they might be worthy of, of, a, of a stream because of the way they performed in the second half of the year. You're going to have to look at it at matchups, but in no way I'm drafting them as a number one defense, to your, to your point. And, and Patterson, again, will be kicking indoors to finish out the season. Had a good season. I don't understand why Jacksonville let him go. Uh, that's a player that uh, you know, I would have my eye on just given, given the conditions he's going to be kicking in to finish the year. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you're gonna, you could have uh, the Lions' defense. I guess they they could have some good matchups. Uh, I guess maybe at home, but uh, I just I just don't necessarily trust it. But I'm with you on Patterson. All right, fantastic. So that's a wrap on the Lions. And you know, again, the, I, this 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 division to me, Wiz, has a lot more intrigue than I think most people realize. I think both of us are kind of on the same page when it comes to the Packers, and uh, that's who's up next. So Guru Muz, Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Make sure you're subscribing and listening. Drafts are getting closer. It's creeping up on us fast. August will move very quickly. All right, you got it.